Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. It's uh, Mark without Ian today, and uh, I've got... Sean. Yeah, Sean's with me. Um, it's uh, Ian's off doing one of his protest things. I don't know exactly what. I think he's drinking with the city council. Oh, it's the city council drinking game. Well, you can see, audience, you can see just how much Ian cares about you guys. He'd rather be out at the city council hassling those people with drinking beer or whatever it is in their, their little council thing. So uh, you can call in and talk about anything you'd like to talk about. It is Free Talk Live. Uh, the number is 1-800-259-9231. And the, the, that's what the name of the show is, and that's what we do. We, uh, we talk about what you'd like to talk about. However, when we don't have the uh, we don't don't have people on the line, we come up with our own stuff. And Sean, you brought some stuff to talk about. I um, I've got one here that I think I'm going to start out with, and uh, then I'll lob the ball over to you, Sean. But um, this one's kind of interesting. Uh, flashing teenage breasts could land a man in prison. This is from CarlosMiller.com, and. Um, it's a little interesting. A Florida man is facing five years in prison because he photographed two teenage girls flashing their breasts on the side of the road. Turns out the girls were 15 years old, according to the Sarasota Herald Tribune. It's not clear if Robert Lee Blevins, 33, was aware of their age, and I suspect he wasn't. He was driving by. Um, how would he be aware? It is not clear. I mean, it's it's highly unlikely if Robert Lee Blevins, 33, I wish I could write this stuff, <laughs> was aware of their uh, age when he pulled his car up alongside them and then snapped a photo. Nevertheless, he's now facing a felony charge of possession of photos of sexual of sexual performance by a child as well as a misdemeanor charge of contributing to the delinquency of a minor strange very strange it does make me wonder how many residents of the city of Keene, though could be guilty of the same thing if they've been taking pictures of the topless tuesday activism are there uh are the people below the age of uh consent i know at least one of the ladies out there is currently only 16 hmm Interesting. You know, it's it's very interesting. These these subjects draw up so many things. First off, how can Mr. Blevins be guilty of uh, the crime of, uh, you know, first off, sexual performance by a child when he didn't know that there was a child involved? No. So there's no intent. Um, <laughs> the section the, the second thing is, is lifting your shirt a sexual performance? Um, doesn't seem that way to me. I'm sure that if I were to lift my shirt, nobody watching on the cam would enjoy it. That wouldn't change that it might be a sexual performance. But <laughs> it, and you can listen, or you can listen to the show and, and, and view the cam at cam.freetalklive.com brought to you by memorydealers.com. But, um, you know, I, I just, this, this, it raises so many things here in uh, New Hampshire. One can choose to be a, uh, uh, you can choose to have sex at 16 years old. However, I don't think anywhere in the United States can one choose to photograph oneself having sex um, if one is 16 years old or can anyone who's older than you do that. So a 16 year old can have sex with a 46 year old in New Hampshire. However, photographing it is a felony. That's my understanding of things is that there is nowhere in the United States where you can take pictures of persons under the age of 18 in a state of undress. Well, I don't. Yeah, and and it's it's interesting when you think about boys. Boys are definitely in movies with the with with their tops off. Um, so girls can't girls breasts are considered, I, I guess, sexual areas. 
Um, I don't know. It's it's all very odd. Uh, you can call in and tell us how you feel about this at 1-800-259-9231. You think uh, Robert Lee Blevins is uh, is getting his just desserts here for pulling over? Let me t- let me tell you what happened exactly. It, apparently, uh, the girls the girls have been charged with indecent exposure and released to their parents. Robert Lee Blevins is sitting in jail. Okay, <laughs> so they were uh, standing by the road showing their breasts. He was just ta- he just took a picture when he was going by. The girls have been flashing their breasts at all passing motorists, including uh, Sher- a Charlotte County Sheriff, uh, Bill Cameron, who had happened to drive by in an unmarked car. Cameron turned his car around, spotted Blevins, pull alongside them, snap a photo with his cell phone. Cameron detained all three of them, confiscated Ble- uh, Blevins' cell phone, uh, and. And uh, it's likely, um, you know, the, the the writer here speculating that there's probably more breasts, out, uh, pictures of their breasts out there. And, you know, online, there are lots of pictures of 16 and 15 year olds with their tops off. I'm afraid it's just reality. Yeah, it's it's a situation they can't possibly hope to control. Yeah. But they, they can throw Robert Lee Blevins in, in jail for up to five years if that's what uh, if, if that's what they decide to do. And likely they'll throw so many charges at the guy that uh, he pleads out and, and tries to make it go away and, and whatever. I don't so I have no idea what's going to happen, but it's um, it's frightening. It's 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 scary that this could happen to anyone. You know, I remember going to the. Uh, uh, the the Sebring uh, twelve hours of Sebring race that's down in Florida, and there was this. Uh, it was it's it's just considered a matter of course for women to show their breasts at this event, and uh, you know there's all kinds of pictures of it it happening and and that kind of thing, and you can go to booths where they actually just have pictures of past breasts that have been shown. Um, when I was there, uh, there there was one evening when it was just guys in pickup trucks driving around slowly cruising with. What appeared to be just young women all over the place with their shirts off. You know, it's interesting, but I, 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 it doesn't seem like any... Should I have gone to jail for viewing a sexual performance by a young girl? I mean, that seems... I, I don't know their age, but I could tell some of them weren't over 18. At least it doesn't... You know, as you get older, they all look younger. Yeah, I've actually noticed that, and I'm not even that old yet. Yeah, it, it just happens. So, <laughs> you know, I probably shouldn't be deciding who's uh, who's what age around here because I really don't know. But I, I, I guess you know, I, I guess I need calls from people that uh, that, that think that uh, Robert Lee Blevins should go to jail for this, that he has uh, done something horrible. Because um, I just, it seems to me that this guy's just doing something that's natural and normal. And uh, something that any old ordinary person would do, and he's getting he's facing up to five years in prison for it. These girls who were doing it, actually, they were some they were doing something here. Um, they're getting charged with a misdemeanor, indecent exposure, and released to their parents. I mean, these are the girls that they have control of the of the the naughty commodity here, and they're just releasing it everywhere. Yeah, they're they're supplying a demand. He's in trouble for creating it. But um, I believe you'd have to arrest Mother Nature for that one. Yeah, yeah. It's um, if maybe maybe these girls' parents should never let them out of the house. Now, there's probably some charge we can charge the the parents with for letting these girls wander around with breasts. Uh, don't give them any ideas, Mark. Uh, they have enough bad ones on their own. Yeah, frightening stuff. <laughs> so, 
Um, I, I guess give us a call at 1-800-259-9231. Tell us what you think about this. There's a story coming up here um, about a Portland lemonade stand and uh, another young gal and, and how they've uh, been treating her. But, um, you know, I wanted to tell I wanted to tell our audience about uh, uh, the a video that I saw. It's John Shaw and Osborne from the uh, Think Twice Productions team up once again with the mighty Stefan Molyneux to bring you yet another video. And uh, this video is uh, the sunset of the state. You can go check it out at thinktwicenews.com. The Sunset of the State at ThinkTwiceNews.com. I haven't had a chance to view it, but uh, it's had 3,000 v- downloads today. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty big deal. I have had a chance to see this video. It's a very good video, and anybody out there should go take a look at it. So what's, it uh, what's it covering? Um, you see, I saw it several hours ago, and I don't recall the details. It's um, how the um, state is such a comp- over-complex system much like the uh, Ptolemaic Earth-centered model of the solar system, that it's just kind of collapsing under its own weight. It's so complex, it's time we need to... Ptolemaic. Ptolemaic was a very early astronomer. He came up with the circles within circles, within circles, on and on in infinite complexity, trying to explain the movement patterns of the planets. Gotcha. With the idea that the Earth is at the center of the universe. It's not. I know, and when you start with the wrong premise, you come up with all kinds of really wrong ideas. 1-800-259-9231, Free Talk Live. Hey everybody, Scott Horton here for FreedomCam.net. From coast to coast, the increasingly militarized American police state has grown out of control. Peace officers have become law enforcement. The old doctrines of minimal force have fallen by the wayside. Cops are now trained to use overwhelming force in virtually every situation, resulting in an epidemic of police brutality across our society. I say fight back while you still can. Film the cops and put it on YouTube. A critical mass of police brutality videos is being assembled online, and a change is going to come. Police perjury is no match for instant replay. Freedomcam.net offers discreet video cameras to help you avoid confiscation while checking power and protecting yourself. Freedomcam.net. Free Talk Live, one 800 259 9231. It is the, the show about your calls, but um, there's actually been some news during the, uh, the, the, the break here. Um, apparently, Ian has gone off to uh, the uh, Cheshire County or the, the Keene City Council meeting for the Keene City Council drinking game, right? That's correct. Uh, they're drinking non alcoholic beverages in containers clearly labeled non alcoholic beverages. And uh, they are currently being arrested. I have a video from Cheshire TV of both Sam and Ian handcuffed sitting in the city council chambers. So uh, apparently um, now it's uh, there's there's you could be arrested for drinking a beverage. Um, What can I tell you? Well, (laughs) um, as we find out more about this issue, I will update you. Give us a call at 1-800-259-9231 on the SACL CAI. Line and uh, there's calls, so let's take uh, Nico 
in Illinois, um, listening on the internet. Nico? Yeah, um, yeah. really quickly about that, them getting arrested. Um, I think that's crazy, but I do have one thing, and that is um, whether they're government or not, or they're a private institution, um, should they not be able to make rules on their own property? You know, even they say it's public property, but if you want to kind of consider them their own little group, then, I mean, it kind of is their property. I'm a little... It weirded out the fact that they're arresting them for drinking non-alcoholic beverages. I'm anxious to see how that turns out. But, I mean, I don't think law officials are the smartest people in the world. So, <laughs> Right. Well, you know, it, you're, you're absolutely right. If this was an organization of peaceful people who uh, left, each, left everybody else alone and they had little meetings um, and somebody tried to go in and, and uh, you know, break up their meeting or whatever, then – you know, you'd have to use whatever means that you had to use to get those people to leave. And if if you had to lay hands on them, that would be fine. However, that isn't what's going on. What this what is going on is it's a group of people that, in fact, use, uh, you know, violent, threatening manners in order to to get money from people. And then they tell you that, hey, you know, you're welcome to participate in this system. And, you know, as well as I do, that people have drank beverages. They have water available at the back of the room that's what these people are drinking that what they're doing is they're arresting people for having the wrong the water in the wrong container and sort of setting up the drinking of the water yeah Yeah, they they set up a a drinking game where they drink at certain points during the meeting as a group and it is in bottles clearly labeled not a beer, although the word beer is significantly larger than the not a part. <laughs> um, and so, it's really annoying them. Yeah, you know, that's that's what it is. Um, you know, the idea that that you're going to uh, arrest. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's such a it's such strange behavior. Wouldn't you agree, Nico? Yeah, that is. It's pretty funny. But, yeah, it is really strange that they'd arrest him for that. I think they're just trying to make a power trip move. It's exactly what they're trying to do. And that's that's what they that's what the government's all about. The idea that you're supposed to be involved, that you can be involved. Sure, you can be involved. You sit there and you're quiet and you don't you don't disagree with them. I mean, (laughs) if you disagree with them, they're going to try to hush you up. I can tell you that I've been involved. They don't want to hear from from other people. They don't want to hear uh, things like, hey, quit taxing us. Hey, quit taking our money. What you're talking about here is a silly plan. It's not like you guys have ever uh, you know, successfully done any of these plans. Please leave us alone. So anyway, uh, you were saying about uh, you, you had another topic you called in on. Yeah, um, I wanted to know about do we need a military or not. And um, see – I really fully do agree on the ideas of freedom and everything and um, little, small or no government. Um, and there there are a few catching points that I might call in time to time and talk about. That's usually what I call in is my little catching points because, you know, to try and convince other people of my ideas, of course, I have to be um, fully able to convince myself. Um, and one of the things is the military and do we need one? Um, and I know some callers called in about it the other day, and um, we're talking about how, you know, um, I think you guys got an email or something like that saying that, you know, if we didn't have a military, then we'd be speaking German or, or Japanese or whatever. Um, and I'm not quite convinced of that. Um, but, I mean, you you were saying that you need people on the ground for uh, other countries or foreign governments to be able to come in and take over this country. Um, but, I mean, if you look at like um, Vietnam, and we, we had plenty of people on the ground, and we were able to get those people on the ground by flying them in and, and you know, shipping them in and stuff like that. 
Um, and who's to say other countries aren't able to do that? And um, you also said that we don't have to worry about Mexico and Canada, and that's very true right now. But, I mean, looking into the future, um, I mean, what could happen if we did have to worry about those people? And um, you really didn't elaborate on your topic of why Switzerland wasn't invaded by the Nazis, and I really am not too aware on that. And I was kind of more interested if you would elaborate on that a little bit. Sure. Um, yeah, let me let's take it in in pieces. Uh, you know the the idea here is is that um, you know when when you're talking about a, a much freer country, say the United States became suddenly became very very free versus a country that can uh, use uh, extortive methods on its citizens to to uh, build a much larger military. Um, you know that people say you know what. What would it be like in a very free place uh, as far as the military goes? And, you know, the answer is we don't know. We, we simply don't know. And it's a it's a very big issue. Sure. If uh, some country, you know, imagine, uh, you know, imagine some country decides that uh, they want to invade the United States, which is, you know, very free in this fictitious uh, future. And, you know, what's it going to be like? Um you know, first off, talking about Canada and Mexico, we have very good relations with them. It seems very unlikely that relations would get worse if you didn't have a threatening, dangerous military. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, you know, why why would things get worse? I guess is is the question that one might ask oneself. Um, you know, if uh, if you're just doing trade with the the Canada and Mexico, why why would why would the situation get worse? I mean, why why do countries invade one another in the first place. And I'm not talking about for revenge or anything like that or because they took some of their land a long time ago. I mean, you know, why why do countries, a lot of times uh, wars have started over natural resources and things like that. And I know our relations with Canada and Mexico are good right now, but, you know, in the future, if there was ever a change in those governments, I mean, um, governments don't last forever, as you've clearly seen over sure. history and over time. Um, and as a free society, of you know, you have the hope that it would last for a long time. And so, I mean, these are things you would have to think about. You can't say, well, we have good relations with those countries now, so we don't have to worry about anything. What if those relations turn bad in the future? Well, it seems, uh, you know, it, it does, to some extent, it seems like uh, the sort of hand-wringing. What happens if Canada gets bad? But, uh, you know, let's address it. There's there's this, uh, there's a, uh, you know, we, we'll set up a scenario that for whatever reason, um, you know, some foreign government wants to invade a very free place that doesn't have a standing military. I'd like to point out the founding fathers felt that, um, you know, the military that they needed was a militia and that these, um, you know, that several states would help each other in these scenarios. So if for for whatever reason, say Mexico decides, uh, as I recall, there was a different there was a small piece uh, on the southern border that, um, you know, crossed New Mexico and Arizona or whatever. Say Mexico decided we want that small sliver of a piece of uh, Arizona and New Mexico back. Um, and, and they go just after those two states. And, and really, if you're talking about a very free place, then they really just went after the property owners in those areas and they're going to extort them and force them to, uh, to, to, to pay homage to the, the Mexican state. Um, Nico, let's address this a little more um, when we come back. At, uh, give us a call at 800-259-9231. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com. 
to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. Free Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. Yeah, that's the SACL CAI line. Give us a call and uh, talk about whatever you'd like to talk about. But we have been talking with Nico uh, from Illinois about what's the need for the military. And, you know, this is this is a, an issue that uh, people, you know, they, they, they want to talk about when it comes to... Uh, a free society. I mean, what's the what's the situation going to be like? Obviously, one of the things that the federal government is uh, there for is to uh, provide a military. That's uh, that's what we've sort of been taught. Nico, are you there? Yeah. Great. So, um, uh, have I properly recapped that you basically you want to know, uh, you know, what would life be like in America without a, a standing military, right? Yeah. So um, as as I always do, I'd like to point out the founding fathers believed that we could make it without a standing military, that uh, just militia members, people with uh, their own weapons could defend much better than or defend well enough without having a standing military, that uh, leaders with standing militaries tend to use them um, as as weapons of, of aggression. Would you agree that that's the case? Yeah, I do. Would you agree that that's been done a great deal in the United States? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, great. So, um, so when in dealing in reality, reality is a standing military is likely to be used in an aggressive nature for wars that we didn't need to get into in the first place. Um, I don't like to debate the uh, the, the Asian theater of uh, World War Two. I think that there's some standing for that one. I, you know, it, it it gets one admired into a mess trying to debate that one. But you can say, you know, name a name a war in the last six decades that we had to be in um, that would have affected our freedom if we hadn't been there. And you know, most people won't make those claims. Um, now you said that uh, a foreign nation could uh, land troops in the United States like we did in uh, in Vietnam. However, I'd like to point out that Vietnam was being being invaded from the north to the south. So um, there were essentially two nations, and the United States was invited in um, to, you know, we didn't have to make a beach landing and take over. So it's not like a Normandy situation. Do you understand? Yeah. In Normandy, the the United States asked a bunch of gung-ho young men to storm a beach, and many, many, many of them caught, you know, with their soft bodies, caught very hard bullets. And it was uh, extraordinarily costly um, on Omaha Beach. And, you know, that kind of thing, the claim is, and I I don't think it can, I don't think you can do it. I don't think you can make a, a, a seaborne invasion or an airborne invasion of the United States with military troops. I think you can obviously sneak thing, things across the border, like uh, illegal aliens have uh, snuck across the border. But those people are, are here to work. They're not here to uh, to, to invade. Yeah. S- some people would dispute that. Um, as far as, you know, what would it be like uh, when there's when there's nothing to take control of when Washington, D.C. isn't the reins of power? Because if a foreign nation comes in and takes Washington, D.C., then they win, right? Yeah. Well, if Washington, D.C. wasn't the center of power, then what would you take in order to win? I mean, you, yeah, I, I guess like, I guess if you have um, a free nation and you have different organizations who are controlling different parts of society, then there's not really one faction that you can just take over and then 
um, win. So I, I, I really don't know. I, to, to me, the main thing is to argue all the main points just to make sure that this is a good thing because I do believe in a free society and I, I don't want there to have to be a military. I agree with the founding fathers. It's just that, you know, it's good to argue these points and come up with sure. a good plan that way when we do um, do this, if, if that ever happens. It's an important issue. We're I'm, doing. I'm not trying to, to ridicule you, uh, Nico. I think no, it's I a, understand that. I think you've, you've asked a very important question and I'm trying to give you very, um, you know, the, the best answers I can and, and I'm, you know, asking, you know, asking you if my answers are sufficient for you because I, they're sufficient for me. I don't think you can fight a land war in the United States of America when there are more guns here than there are people. Granted, yeah. most people, uh, most gun owners own more than one gun, so you know they're they're concentrated a little bit. But those same people can distribute them. I think that there's even um, there's there's a lot of weapons that just aren't registered. I mean, the the guess is that there um, are about as many guns as there are people. But if you start thinking about all the the guns out there that are unregistered, old shotguns and things like that. They don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at the projects and stuff like that, they looked like war zones at one time because, I mean, there was just so many weapons that they had that were, of course, not registered. Of course. And, I mean, these were like military-grade weapons. These weren't just like a, a pistol or a shotgun, you know. Um, so the only problem I would have is, is two more things, and, and um, I'll make them quick. And one is the that hopefully we wouldn't get into a situation where you would have um, disagreeing militias uh, yeah. Of course, the, the military is centralized, so you can kind of deal with that issue. But if you have a decentralized militia, how do you control multiple militias um, getting at each other's throats? It's the, you know I think that's a real issue. Um, you know, and what a militia sen- essentially would be in a free society would be, uh, you know, people that that want to hang out in that group. So I mean, you could you could have several in one geographic area. Um, you know, I don't like. Fred, who leads this one militia, so I'm going to go start my own, and then they're going to have, and then for whatever reason, people get in tiffs. Um, you know, hopefully the um, you know cooler heads would prevail when you're talking about uh, p- people, you know, potentially dying. I, you know, if if there's some kind of feud between militias, you'd have to be pretty gung ho to be ready to, uh, uh, to 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 take bullets from from your neighbor because well, somebody slept with somebody's wife or something, right? Especially yeah. when you consider militias are not generally getting paid to be out there. They're yeah. out there defending their own homes. They, they don't work as an instrument of aggression. They work very well as an instrument of defense, though. Hopefully that's so. And uh, when, there's, when there's no reins of powers to, to seize, there's less to seize. When there's no aggressive state uh, running around the world you know, causing problems, then there's fewer reasons to, to, to invade. And hopefully those things would work out. If you get away of the entangling alliances, then there'd be fewer, fewer slights to other nations and fewer excuses to, uh, to come invade the United States. Could it happen? Sure it could. Um, and how would it work out? I'm not entirely sure, but Nico, uh, you know, keep coming up with these questions. Keep calling in. Thank you for the call. Uh, let's go to Dave in New Hampshire. Uh, Dave, are you there? Excuse me. Uh, can you hear me all right? Yes. Can you hear me all right? Yes, I can. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> yes. Can you hear me? Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm outside uh, a place where uh, Mitt Romney has appeared in New Hampshire. And I'm trying to interview him. Like magically or uh, just... Uh... Well, I, it may take magic to get to that point. He dodged us on the way in. He dodged both me and the mainstream press. Uh, but he, he may stop and talk to us on the way out. Uh, we 
think we know where he'll come out. And, but I think, you know, this is something that anybody can do. If you're an activist and you've got a YouTube channel, you can just take your camera anytime that it's announced that some big-wig politician is going to be somewhere. Try to get some shots of them going in, maybe see how they feel about some issue that's important to you, get it on YouTube. You know, be the press. It's, it's great. You know, this, this is what America needs. It needs people being involved, and I think it's a, a great way to do it. The other thing i found is if you go to an event like that, you'll see a lot of your local politicians or state politicians that maybe you recognize. You can ask them questions, too. You want to have a couple of questions ready to go, um, you know, kind of that you think you might be able to ask anyone in the government. <laughs> and then um, you just ask them to see what you get. I'm getting a wide variety of different kinds of responses. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, thanks for, for all you do out there. Anything else you want to share? Oh. And, and the question that I've been asking mostly if I run into a national politician, I'm asking them, do you support Ron Paul's efforts in the Federal Reserve? Oh, yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> You're not a yeah, national politician. Yeah. What well, are they saying? Some of them do. Some of them do. Some of them do? Start. But anyway, uh, that video will be up pretty shortly. Uh, and I'm sorry to hear what happened to you. And as soon as I get back, I'll probably start working on a video about, uh, about that. That's RidleyReport.com if you want to see all of Dave's work. And I'm, I'm a subscriber on YouTube, RidleyReport.com. Thanks, Dave. Um, let's let's uh, we got a few. Uh, got, uh, I think we can take one more call here, um, or at least uh, get, it, get it teased. Jed in Wyoming. Jed, are you there? Oh, can you hear me? Yes. Cool. Oh, uh, I had a pretty funny story, but first I wanted to kind of address that uh, why do we need a military thing? Well, to think about it, in a free society, with, to where you, it, most wars have always been waged, like he said, natural resources would be either for conquest purposes or for defense. And so, Jed, I want to hear. Society, I want to hear what you have to say, Jed. Jed, I want to hear what you have to say, but um, we're going to take you take you when we get back. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one SACL CAI. American patriots. Would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to appleseedinfo.org. That's appleseedinfo.org. Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. It's your show. Call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. And um, if you're while you're sitting there listening, you can go to wiki.freetalklive.com. The, all of it, it you know, there's, there's what, there's 2,000 plus pages of user editable material over there. You can go in and edit the material and, and be a part of Free Talk Live. And also, are you tired of reading about loss of liberty? Now, for the first time, a novel showing how liberty can realistically triumph. Progress by Charles Stample. Order a copy from Amazon or for free, a PDF of part one. Write progress, a novel at gmail.com. Experience a libertarian revolution. It's progress, a novel at gmail.com. I have started this novel. It is the first work of fiction that I've actually read in about a year now. So I'm, uh, I'm working on it. Uh, it. I'm interested. He's, he makes the claim here uh, that 
he's that there's a a realistic possibility of liberty triumphing and how it can be done and i want to find out what that is so progress a novel if you want to get uh, part of it or just um go to amazon and order it it's uh, progress a novel so we were talking to Jed about um, Jed. You were going to you were going to illuminate uh, what it, what America would be like without a military. Is is that right? Well, I'm gonna like go ahead and give my little whatever I can think of that might not really be how it would be. <laughs> but well, I would think because essentially all wars, war traditionally was fought for either conquest or defense. Correct. Meaning either you want to take somebody's stuff or you want to keep your own stuff. Right. But in a free mar- in a free country where it was a true free market and we had true free trade, we would probably been we would it would be more of a detriment to yourself should you actually fight the war and even win it against something like that. We would we would pro- we would actually help you prosper more just by leaving us alone. Sure. Um, the, the 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 fact is that uh, when you have this this win 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 scenario, which is free trade, where everybody can can do better, the the world has yeah. found out. Uh, largely, the world has found out that that's a better way to do business than spending a whole bunch of money conquering and destroying and, and all that stuff. Especially with the United States' method of conquering, destroying, and rebuilding. Um, you know, that's, oh, well, that's just a siphon. Like, the military yes. now, like I say, traditional methods of war. I mean, traditional, like, the real reasons people did it, yeah. that, where it had a purpose to where the common man could get behind it. Now, for some reason, the common man still gets behind it, but it's essentially, obviously, just a giant siphoning credit card that sucks off everybody else and doesn't actually do anything for anybody. Yeah, I think that- it takes it takes the people that would be fighting the war. The ones that uh, were never given it, but you know, back in Rome, I'm sure they promised you the spoils of war. They did, they did, absolutely. Um, you, they, yeah. you know, the uh, the rich guys would go out and fight the war, and they were it was almost entirely a privately done operation. And then they'd oh, come yeah. back and they'd give the hoi polloi, as they referred to them. Uh, you know, some <laughs> there'd be a big party, and everybody would be would be like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, how do you feel about the guy who's giving out free booze at the party? I think he's great. Oh, yeah, oh you always feel good about that guy. Yeah, um, you know <laughs> now. Uh, the, the, the you know the American people you know we're we're just it's just sort of this uh, uh, holdover from the past. Like, the spoils of war are actually coming directly out of our pockets, and I mean they, they, I'm sure they always were, but now it's like blatantly obvious. Yeah, and I don't somehow, think that you know back in in the Roman times they really didn't come out of the pocket, pockets of the poor people. The poor people were really poor. There was nothing to take from them. Oh um, yeah, so that, yep, true that. They they, they, that. they actually you but know every, there, there was a conquest aspect though. to it. But there's no conquest have anymore. The dying part going on. Yeah. So you, you wanted to, you wanted to talk about uh, something else, Jed? Oh yeah. The re- I actually called in. I was like thought I was going to listen, but this will be something appropriate for your show. I'm sitting in the middle of like a weird wo- wooded area right now. Uh, weird. The cops comb through the surrounding little area because there happens to be like I live on an I live on a plot of land on top of Casper Mountain, which is in Wyoming. Okay. So it's pretty much six acres. Of nothing, and we own a few buildings on these acres. Okay. And so last yes, last night I went downtown, and I was uh, going to pick up some girl I wanted to hang out with, and bring my. Uh, what were you thinking about doing the, with that girl? <laughs> well, <laughs> you're a bad, bad little man. Go on. Yeah. Well, I was I was going to do a little bit more than thinking if what had happened wouldn't have. Oh my God! So I swing out to I swing out to give uh, some money I owe to my little cousin to him. And his friends want to tag along. You know, we have four wheelers up here. They haven't been up in a long time. Mm-hmm. And they're my little cousins. They're like 16 years old. 
the, the youngest one, probably 16, he has his little girlfriend with him. The other, I don't know. I'm 26. They're 21, but it's not, it's, you know. Well, the way you refer to whatever, his uh, girlfriend as being little shit, doesn't sound know? condescending at all. Go on. Well, well, I thought I believed the thing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so anyways, we come up here, and we're all hanging out, and they had, they had brought some booze, but nobody was really being that weird about it. Uh-huh. But what the government has is, I look up over the way, because some of our buildings are few and far between, and a little 16-year-old dude has got his girl over in that section, and we're leaving him alone so he can do whatever. And uh, apparently they have this risk management, like a structure risk assessment team that comes out every year to make sure that the structures on your land are safe to be in. Hmm. They do they they ask you before they come out and then um, oh no they just showed up well they not only just show up but then my little cousin comes running over and says there's some old guy over there do you know him he's pissed at us for like he says we're drunk and he's calling the cops and blah 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 and I told him you know we should all just like because this is the mountain I said we should all just walk this way we should just leave it, your friend's car's over there but he's not there like can't do anything to the car blah you know. I wasn't able to convince anybody, though. Ah. But I still, you know, I left off into the woods because so, I'm the old person and I know how that would go. Right. Did the uh, the cops have anything uh, to, to say to you? I, I, and what, no, I, I left. I, they okay, were good. over at the thing talking to everybody else. The kid came over here, told me about it, and I said, well, let's just walk off into the forest right now because it's it's immensely, it's just wooded area all the way through here. Well, so I figured let's all walk over this way and do that. But he was afraid, you know, we need to go talk to him and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, because you're going to talk to a guy in uh, in authority out of uh, calling the cops. That makes sense. But, well, no, and, yeah, and, pre- and the, cop, the, the cop car pulled up not too far behind that, the sheriff it was. And everybody, I don't know if, who all went to jail, but I saw a couple kids get in the car, which is sad. Yeah. And... They have been having their little siren things buzzing around, which there's really nothing they can do. It's, but I, the, the whole thing was the absurdity of the fact that that's all being money spent. And not only that, but these are all my family members. They're on my six acres of land. Yeah, sure. They're just, it's you just know, some kids having was, some, everybody's done it. You know, it's, it's not that big, it's not yeah. that big of a deal. You guys weren't causing any trouble. It's just some government bureaucrat poking around um, who, uh, you know, finds an opportunity to, well, enrich the government through hassling some kids. And, and that's what they're, yep. that's and they're he doing. was, he was the art typical, like kind of fat, chunky, looked like he had kind of a scruffy beard from where where I saw him, you know, like the kind of derelict looking bureaucrat mm. walking around in an orange vest talking about, said, I guess he told them something about uh, judging the, the safety of our structures, which not only that is because we don't really like to, you're supposed to pay a bunch of money to tell them you're putting a structure up, sure, sure. I guess. Yeah, that's why they, that's why they we send those, gonna, it's not about the safety of the structure, it's about Checking to see oh, which structures you have so they can tax you tax you on them. I mean, that's I, what it's all about. Oh, I know exactly. We were gonna we had one of those Murphy's shed stamps we were gonna put on it because if it, suppose, somehow if it's a pre fabricated structure, they're fine with that. 
that doesn't cost you any extra. Yeah, they've they've got all I different communities have the taxes on different different communities have different rules. Um, some places, if the if the structure isn't a- adhered to the ground, then they don't tax you for it. Uh, but if it is, you know, so if you've got one of those kind of uh, car tents, you can park your car into the car tent. But if you build a structure out of wood and it's got uh, you know stakes in the ground, then then you have mm-hmm. to pay taxes on it. It's oh, yeah, bizarre they hate stuff. the wood because we were we have uh, some lo- a lot downtown and. It's really easy to build like a little log home, which is what we wanted to do downtown, just to be able to sell it off. Because, but they said that oh no, safety concerns, a warmth issue. We wouldn't want anybody. If you sold that and somebody froze to death in it, then somehow that would be our fault. Like that makes any sense at all. But nothing they ever do does. Yeah, you know the the I guess that what they they just want people to be reliant on the state, and if they uh you know they set up all these rules, and I think that to some extent they do. You you know the the you know the average person assumes the electrical in a building is going to be good because well the state has rules on how electrical is put in, but usually their rules don't include uh, an individual putting their own electrical in. I've done that on additions, so nobody came in and checked my electrical work on the addition. I haven't heard about the house yeah. burning down. Uh, Jed, thank you for the call. Um, This is uh, Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. Death, its shadow followed Paul. Its hot breath had flowed across the back of his neck. Its cold fingers had caressed his throat. As Paul dabbles in the occult world of the Ouija board, a dangerous netherworld opens up to him, and he discovers the frightening possibility that a demonic dimension may be merging with our own. Read Matthew Wayne's debut novel, The Ouija-ers. To find out more, available now as an ebook at IPIC Publishing, ipicpublishing.com. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI line here on Free Talk Live, and it's Mark. And Sean. And Luther. That's right. Luther is sitting in with us, and uh, we have callers uh, holding, so uh, be patient. I, uh, However, our, our main host, Ian, has managed to go and get himself arrested again, and um, Luther... Shocked. You were, yeah, what a surprise. You were there on site uh, watching the shenanigans. Yes. And uh, I wanted to, you know, people people want to know what's going on. And, and so, uh, you know, tell us what happened. Well, I can really only tell you what happened up till the point where they got arrested and weren't taken. And we were told to leave the room. Okay. Um, uh, city council meeting started, as you know, I imagine all city council meetings start. This was actually my first one. Uh, and there were maybe 10 free staters. Uh, Ten people there. About five of them had actual uh, containers full of liquid in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, about five. So there are five containers. Yeah. So half. And this is this ish. is about the uh, the the what they call it the city council drinking game. Yes. And so the the, the game has to do with uh, whenever the city council says something like um, uh, master plan, everybody drinks. Yes. Or, or please rise. Or anytime that a vote is unanimous, uh, yeah. which there were many. Uh, 
somebody drinks. Yes. And so, you know, it was a quite lot of these containers were sort of camouflaged to, to, to look vaguely like beer, to, to be suspicious looking. These were not uh, clear containers with, say, water in them that say Poland Springs right. or Zephyr right. Hills or something like that. And actually, like that. Sam's bottle uh, said, not a beer. Right. So Clearly. But written, uh, right, but handwritten with a label that says uh, not a beer. It was pretty well... Actually, it was a very nice professionally printed label. But it, it's weird, nonetheless, right? right. Like it's, yes. It's, it's odd behavior. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Certainly. Um, and, and that's what basically these guys have gotten arrested for is odd behavior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, being so, silly. And, and, you know, nobody on the council seemed to have any problem with this except for the city manager. I don't remember the fellow's name. He's a portly gentleman. McLean? Yeah, I guess that's him. Uh, uh, he, he, he noticed it maybe five or ten minutes into the meeting. Uh, so it had been going on, and they had been playing this little game, and it was obviously disrupting nobody. Right. Um, and then he pointed it out to the mayor, who immediately stopped the meeting and asked anyone with an alcoholic beverage to leave. Uh, and Sam asked, are you speaking to anyone in particular? And he wouldn't answer the question. He just kind of kept repeating himself, you know, anyone with an alcoholic beverage, please leave. Okay. Uh, kept going on with it. Finally, uh, there was a little back and forth between the activists and the council. And eventually the mayor just said, okay, I'm telling you now you have to leave. Uh, so there were already police there. They were anticipating this, obviously. Um, they, you know, came up to the activists, asked them what was in their bottles. Uh, I believe Heike said, well, this is just water. You know, Ian wouldn't say, I don't think Sam said, uh, and I believe Monica wouldn't say either. Um, uh, so they were placed under arrest and... For refusing to to uh, reveal what yes. is in their bottle, right? Ian said. It, Ian kept saying it's private. Cop would say, "No, it's not." Well, I, 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 hold on. Here's where's my Fourth Amendment. Well, let me read this thing real quick. Let me, <laughs> let me see what it says here. I just want to make sure. Let's see the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects. Against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. No warrant shall issue, but upon probable cause. So one would assume it's my recollection here that that that's some of their effects, and that asking you what is in the bottle is unreasonable. Right. Well, wouldn't the uh, Fifth Amendment, um, even if the uh, contents of the bottle were alcoholic, wouldn't that count as giving testimony against yourself? No person shall be held to answer for capital or otherwise uh, an infamous crime unless in, uh, upon present indictment or grand jury, except in cases arising of uh, land and naval forces or in the militia actual war. Let's see. Nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Did they take these uh, these these items from them? I believe they did. Uh, they were talking about testing them. Uh, they, I heard the cop mention something about he's got a little thing that'll test it. Any probable cause? I yeah, mean, it says um, it's not a beer. No, it just it was in a brown glass bottle. <laughs> I see. So, uh, you know that um, that IBC root beer comes in a nice. Someone actually had an IBC root beer. Yeah, yes, it, it does come in a very nice brown glass bottle. I'm looking and at an A and W here. It is in a brown plastic bottle, which I have seen beers come in brown plastic bottles too. Yes. Well, I've seen beers in the uh, foil pouches, like the Capri Suns. There's oh, really? actually a microbrewery that puts that out. That's fun. Yes, I'm uh, <laughs> not aware of that. <laughs> so, um, t- tell us what uh, what went on with the arrests, and um, then I'll we'll, get to uh, the well at that point they cleared. The room, they wouldn't let us in. Uh, uh, the entire room? Everybody's gone. Oh, yeah, everybody's gone. You okay. know, they had their, their fellows blocking the door, and uh, then they called us back in, and the meeting went on as usual. Um, I 
just more about the meeting and not the uh, arrests. I'm sure that's what everybody wants to hear about. But just my impression of the city council meeting. This is the first time I've ever gone to any city council meeting, much less the keen one. It's boring and dumb? Uh, yes, and it really, really turns me off to the political process. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so boring? Uh, and because it's so inefficient and they just all... It seemed like they just wanted to push the meeting along and that they just wanted to be unanimous on everything except for one uh, one in particular vote that they voted on. Only one of the councilmen was abstained. She didn't even vote against. Which she just is, refused to yeah, vote for Yeah, refused to participate at all. I see. Uh, so it, it really just seems like they're just trying to push everything along, you know, business as usual, not not taking time to think about what their actions might imply. Well, uh, you know, if it's if it's unanimous, one might say something to the effect that, well, you know, then it then it must be good legislation. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not not. I I doubt I doubt that very seriously. Yeah, I can't but, agree with that. Yeah. So anyway, let's take some calls. Uh, you're going to sit in, Luther? Sure. Okay, great. Let's go to Corby in Texas. Corby, hey, are you I there? Just wanna, yeah, I'm right here. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Gotcha. I just want to say that you know, no other occupation is protected from you know public arrest and your name being released except for police you can be a politician an actor wealthy famous you know it doesn't matter and your book you know and your name's in the paper but if you're a cop you're just referring to the the officer that shot the dog at the park i just i normally just avoid the the men in costumes that wear badges because they're pretty sick most of the time but this just makes me so angry when i hear about a cop shooting a dog like it's just you know I mean, at a dog park. I yeah, let, let me uh, let me recap the story real quickly for uh, people that, that may not have heard yesterday's show. Uh, the situation was a police officer off duty took his German Shepherd to a dog park. It was not common for him to go to this particular dog park. Uh, his German Shepherd got in uh, well on a leash, which kind of puts the dog at a disadvantage, gets into a sort of rough playing uh, situation with another dog, a husky named Bear Bear. And... Um, at at some point, the police officer basically says to the owner of Bear Bear, hey, call your dog off. He's getting too rough or something like that. And then uh, without enough time to having do- having done anything about it, the police draws uh, the police officer draws his gun and shoots Bear Bear. Um, you know, this is this is bizarre. The, the, the police say that the officer has committed no crime and they refuse to release his name. So it's not their officer, by the way, but this is cops seem to have a across the nation seem to have a penchant for for, for dog shooting. And it's a it, it's bizarre behavior from what I can tell. But they um, usually it's because they're threat. They themselves have been threatened as opposed to their dog at a dog park. I mean, this is right, this, this is quite an stuff. overreaction. Yeah, yeah. The, the police are—they re- are reopening that investigation. There was so much public outcry sure. from Facebook, and probably you know they are finally going to reopen it. And hopefully, this guy, at the very least, he should not be in office. What else has this guy done though that not been charged with? I mean, he could have, you know, no telling how many other things. You can't get a bad one off the street because protected like that so that's all i wanted to say i'm just outraged at it but, yeah it's you know. out- it is outrageous it absolutely is i i share your outrage um <laughs> i shared the My dog the- is named bear also so you know it's like it just makes yeah. you you know shooting a dog to me it's just the same as losing a child to somebody that has, doesn't have any children you right know, so. Every, people people can uh, definitely feel this one at home you, you know what this would be like if you went to a dog park where the expectation is your dog can play with other dogs and you know big dogs can play rough i you know i mean i see my dog playing and she uh- I would expect a police dog to be able to play a little rough as well. I mean, he's got to be able to take down a grown it's not man. About the, yeah, it's not about the police dog. It's about the, exp- the, uh, the interpretation of the situation by the police officer. Yeah. And that's what's right. you know, the, the most bizarre part of this. Yeah, anyway, well, thanks. Thank you, Corby. 
800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI line. You listen to Free Talk Live. Family Today tip is brought to you by Nesquik. Try Nesquik 4-Packs, perfect for lunches and great for kids on the go. Look for it in the juice aisle. Snack time is a great chance to sneak extra calcium into your child's diet without making him feel like he's eating something he doesn't want. Serve up dairy-rich foods like smoothies, flavored milk, frozen yogurt, and string cheese. He'll love the treat, and you'll love knowing how good it is for him. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. SACL CAI line at 1-800-259-9231. It's toll free. Give us a call. Call in about anything you want to talk about. During the uh, the break, we've been keeping up to date on uh, what's going on with Ian, our, our sort of main host, who uh, went to... Don't the, try to fool yourself. You're the main guy, Mark. No, I, I'm the reason people listen. <laughs> we all know you're the brains behind the show, Mark. <laughs> the... Um, <laughs> At least when I'm not here. Ignore so, the man behind the curtain. Or cage, in this case. Ian went to, well, uh, the city council meeting to participate in the city council drinking game, which was being kicked off this evening, um, which essentially was some activists uh, were going to, you know, had they set up some rules on, uh, you know, when they were going to drink. Every time they said, master plan. Every time they had a unanimous vote, you know, everybody would take a, a swig of whatever beverage it was that they brought. Um, Ian had water in a suspicious-looking container, and... Um, it, it frustrated the bureaucrats so badly that they they tried to clear the the they cleared the whole room, and um, Ian just called in to Pork Four One One. You can uh, search it, search for it on Start Page. Uh, it's a it's a great activist tool up here, and find out what's going on. I know that uh, people from across the country are involved in it as opposed to just around here. Also, um, the uh, the the guy who started it all, Michael Hampton, he'll uh, he'll let you. Uh, He'll license it to you for your area if you want to, to, to use it. So anyway, that's Pork411. You can uh, search it at startpage.com. The, um, Ian called in and said something to the effect that uh, they weren't he – was, he was being charged with disorderly conduct for not letting the police I, – I don't know what – for not letting police officers search his beverage. It's supposed to be a Fourth Amendment. Fifth yeah, Amendment. like we talked about He said it was a segment. private yeah. beverage, so – yeah, and that's his uh, persons and effects and houses and stuff. I mean, you know, it's all those things that are covered under the Fourth Amendment. So he should be secure in that. Um, this is a public event. He should be able to go there and have uh, water in a container. I mean, they're serving water right there. It's not like there's... Yeah, the counselors were drinking water. Right. It's not like you're not allowed to have a beverage in this room. Uh, they have pitchers of water behind there. It's the container it's in. It's for acting suspiciously and strangely that uh, that he has been uh, arrested. It's... Uh, it ended. Well, if I was arrested for every time I acted strangely, it's it just goes to show how uh, they they just don't ha- they they need to have control of the scenario. They're control freaks. Yeah, absolutely. And they you know they, they make themselves look silly with this stuff. They do. Um, this was a violation of his 
uh, you know, some kind of bond he's out. So yeah, now he, he's he, he's out on bail for uh, trespassing at the jail. So they're taking him back to the jail. So he's getting con- <laughs> contempt, right? Oh, the irony. He's got some kind of contempt of court now. And, um, you know, the bail commissioner's on his way out to see whether or not uh, they're going to let him go. But yeah, it's just ridiculous. All of this ridiculous. Uh, hopefully he will be in by the end of the show, but there's no guarantee, certainly. I mean, you know, there's, there's no guarantee at all that uh, he will be in to fill us in as to what the uh, um, the, the outcomes are here. But uh, I'd say I'm frustrated by the, the activity of the, the politicians that are supposed to be there to protect and serve us today. Uh, they're there to protect and serve, but uh, I don't think they're there to protect and serve us. <laughs> well, they're, they're making that more and more clear every single day. Well, um, it is the, the, the show about your calls, so um, let's, let's do that. Let's take a call. Uh, David in New Hampshire. Hello. Hey, David. Um, heard about Mark. Uh, I nope. mean, Ian. Yep. Um, wow. Uh, I just think the people up there, they're, they're self-important, and they're like, they just take things too seriously. I don't know. <laughs> they are you certainly know? taking it seriously. It's, yeah. it's very odd. Being the smartass that I am, I had to say a little comment to the city manager as I left. What, what was that comment and how'd that go? Oh, thanks for stopping the meeting. <laughs> so so uh, the suggestion... He gave me a sour look. The suggestion is is that uh, the yeah. activists wanted to stop the meeting. And, well, uh, the suggestion right is more hands. or less... That, yeah, well, true, that's what happened. The suggestion was that he was the one who was actually being disruptive and stopped the meeting. You know? Yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah, these guys but were just like, uh, having a drink, that's all. But they're like, oh, we can enforce the law and the cops will definitely come in our beck and call, so we're going to use that. Well, yeah, the cops are employed by them, I mean. Yes, but which law are they enforcing? The one that says you can't drink water at the city council meeting or the one that says you can't put water in brown bottles? Which uh, one is that? I think it's the one where we're the boss and we're going to do what we want. <laughs> right. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's the highest crime there is, and that crime is disobedience. They didn't yeah. tell the bureaucrats what the, was in the container, and that's, that's what it all comes down to. They want, uh, they want, they want that kind of control. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask about one other thing. Wasn't there, like, some activism that was going to be going on this morning at the court? I couldn't Wasn't say. Wasn't it mentioned? Mm. Um, um, nothing that I'm aware guy, of. Didn't he mention it last night or something? Couldn't say. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that the uh, the activism is probably uh, tracked and 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 collated there on uh, freekeen.com, but I I don't pay much attention. I don't find myself out there uh, doing most of the activism. If a friend ends up in court, sometimes I'll show up, but mostly I don't get involved. The only activism I'm aware of that was planned for today, other than the uh, city council drinking game, is a candlelight vigil for Rich Paul tonight. Oh, oh. Well, I don't know. I just was just was going to say that, and and I, I really, it's really disappointing in this these city councilor people, and um, uh, it's just I don't know. I don't feel represented well right, by them at all. It's frustrating having to pay for this. <laughs> Exactly. David, thank you for the call. Thanks. Thank you. Um, so, Sean, we, we're talking about activism. I wanted to briefly touch on the. Uh, don't worry, I'm not going to briefly touch on anything. Uh, I, I briefly touch <laughs> on the kind of activism that you do. You do something here because you know the the critique of of many of the free keen type activists is these people are always causing trouble. Like people like Luther are always causing trouble. Hey. Right? 
No, yeah. that was one like time, Luther. and she didn't press charges. <laughs> but you've got a, a bit of activism that uh, you do that, in fact, makes friends. So t- uh, tell me about it. Yeah, I've been doing the uh, Robin Hood activism here yes. in downtown Keene. Great going activism, I think. Going around filling expired parking meters which is actually quite a bit of fun and really frustrates the meter maids, especially if you can get walking in front of them. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've actually managed to stop and hold them up for a brief while because they they wanted to go one direction and I went the other direction, so I immediately moved to follow them, or more likely to lead them. So they turn and go the direction I was previously going, and and we'd just stand there at a corner for a couple of minutes Trying to decide which way she's going to go, so I can. Were there words exchanged, or was it just a there, there, kind of? There a- were words exchanged, and she said something to the effect of, "You're trying to prevent me from doing my job." Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, you're trying to prevent. I don't know. I mean, can she really make that claim that you're trying to prevent her from doing her job? No, you should, you're you're here to check the meters, right? Check the meters. Yeah, check the meters. I promise you, you can check all the meters you want. Is oh, it's your job to give people tickets. I thought your job was to check the meters. That's right. Pretty. I mean, clearly, we're only checking meters here. Wait a minute. <laughs> this is revenue collection. That's exactly not what it is. And, and poor revenue collection, too. The, the parking uh, scenario here always runs in the red. I don't know what it's like in other cities, but I suspect it's similar. Um, that it's, it's just not cost effective to, to, to enforce parking. And there's, there, there are meters out there that take credit cards and sense whether a car is parked there or not. So you can just set those meters up. You swipe a credit card when you park, and it charges you until you move your car. 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. It's your show. Call in about anything. But um, have you ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people without a lawyer who must know what it takes to win and for people with lawyers that want to minimize legal fees and maximize winning by knowing what should be done. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney, and it is so easy that the average eighth grader can go through a com- the complete four-CD course in a single weekend. You can get it at Jurisdictionary.com. I've gotten it and uh, took the course, and I think it's uh, it's a great one, and I think it's a, a real asset to anybody who wants to to stop the, the, the progress of the, uh, the growing state that's out there. Um, yeah. It's the it's about the only thing that uh, that one can do sort of uh, on their own to, to, to you know help stave off the, the growth of the government. Um, all the talk in the world um, is about what's wrong with the system doesn't fix it. Going to court, it can. Jurisdictionary dot com. So we were uh, we were talking about the activism that was going on here in Keene this evening and uh, and Ian being uh, thrown in the pokey. But 
this point, it doesn't seem like there's any any new update on that. So uh, let's let's go on with story. Sean, do you have uh, um, have something you want to talk about, or um, shall I pull something out? Um, I had something here about a family in. Where is this? I do not see where the family is located, but they uh, found a copy of a rare Superman comic book to save their house from foreclosure. Oh, that's a fun story. Ah, yes. Certainly better than talking more about Ian going to jail. <laughs> that's getting depressing. Rattle it off. a lot. Uh, a quote here from uh, the uh, person, I guess, who owned the home. My partner basically had to explain to the bank, you'll have your money soon, Zerzolo said. We sent them information about our previous sales and what this could realize. In a statement released through Comic Connect, the owner of the prized comic book said the family was still a little shell-shocked after the unexpected find. I imagine they are. finding. uh, What's the comic that they found? Uh, It's a copy of Action Comics number one. That's the big one. The first appearance of Superman. That is the the holy grail of uh, Superman comics. Yep. Yep. Um, What's what's the Amazing Stories 27 is Spider-Man, is that right? Yep. Detective Comics 27 or 28, I think, was Batman. 27 or 28 is Batman. Um, You're you're talking about these... uh, First, First appearance of the first major superhero and the first archetype for all of the superheroes to follow. I mean, Cape. You know, powers, spandex. Superman. Um, Yeah. Superman is the most recognized superhero in the world. They've done studies on this. Um, I think it's... uh uh, I think it goes Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, Captain Captain America. Um, hmm. It's at least that's how I recall it. Wonder Woman doesn't make the top four. Maybe she's number five. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's, it's uh, he is he he's the big one. Uh, he's he's the big yeah, one, and that is blue. the first appearance. He's Superman. So tell me, is it? And is I it, am Luther. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm is, Captain Awesome. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> For those who don't know, I call uh, Sean here Captain Awesome. Is it um, what, what condition is it in? That's the uh, the next question. Uh, the cop- the, the cop- copy they found received a five very good fine rating on a scale of one to ten, and according to ComicConnect.com, could sell for up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars when it goes for auction, and it'll be on auction from August twenty seventh through September seventeenth. It's it's a really a, a good luck story there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, what condition? What is it again? I'm sorry. One uh, more time. Five point oh Very out of ten. Five point oh out of ten. That's pretty good considering how old that comic is. Yes. Uh, we're talking about the 1930s. I want to say golden age. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's definitely a very old one. Um, he he's been around the, long enough to fight Hitler. So yeah. Well, apparently he didn't fight Hitler like Captain America fights Hitler, though. Yeah. Well, nobody does. <laughs> Uh, there's apparently been a real boom in the comic book collection industry during the recession. Is that so? Okay. That's what it says here. Because I've been cutting back on buying comic books. So Yes, but apparently the collectors realize that everybody who has been storing these comic books in their ah, attic needs mm. money and is selling them off. That They're selling sense. them. That, makes, yes. that does make a certain amount of sense. Uh, there was a sale. If you're in the market for a uh, Action Comics number one, then you don't care about money that much. Right. I mean, not, you're not really. You know, it's, no. It's not an issue for you. You're, you're not. <laughs> it's a drop in the bucket. Right. It's it, your mortgage payments. Not such a big deal. Yeah. If you're dropping two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a comic book, which is what a dozen pages, maybe two dozen pages. It's about More like two, 32. thirty two. Yeah. Thirty two pages. Okay. Yeah. Uh, of images. Then there's also advertisement. Sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which originally sold for. A dime, maybe? Yeah, this one was probably five cents. Five cents, probably, five back cents. then, yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, there was one sold in the spring of 2009 for $317,200, which at the time was a record. I could certainly use that kind of money. Yeah. I certainly could, too. This is pretty much going to save uh, just about any home from foreclosure. Two hundred fifty grand. Um, that's going to pretty much do it for most, uh, just about any home. Yeah. There's, yes. There's probably a home in foreclosure somewhere in America right now where $250,000 wouldn't be enough to save it out of foreclosure, but... Uh, $250,000 would get them caught up on their mortgage payments. There's there's probably a home somewhere, but the you know ninety nine percent of homes and foreclosures right now plus this would is going to be do fine. It. Yeah, if you did um, that. This is this is great for these people. It yeah. is. Um, any uh, other uh, important quotes? Um, no, but there are copies of Action Comic Number One, which is the same super, first edition of Superman that have sold for one to one and a half million dollars yeah, earlier that's... this year. But, but I'm assuming those are ones yeah. in perfect mint condition. They're probably not in, even been read yet. They're probably in great condition. No oil dis, uh, destruction from fingertips touching them. Probably they're in a plastic case, opposed to just like a bag and board or by themselves. They oh, I imagine, been, yeah, yeah. They haven't been exposed to uh, the acidity that comes in the bags um, and air and uh, humidity, that kind of stuff. That's got to be a pristine comic book. You know, something somebody's cared about since. The 50s or 60s. You know, I I worked in a comic book uh, store when I was uh, growing up, and I just never quite understood the way that some people cared for comics. It just, you know, the... The, the the joy in the comic is reading it, reading it to, yes. for me. Um, and some people really were into this collecting thing. You know, they would they would carry them around. Look, I loaded these things on the shelves. I know how they were treated. They would carry them around as if they were the you know plutonium, and <laughs> they needed to be uh, you know cared for uh, dramatically. Now, mo- many comic stores have moved to bagging and boarding them uh, from the get go, and you can buy yeah. them um, you know that way. Some and that, don't, and they charge you extra, and that's a pain in the butt. Yeah, I know the local um, store, but I, I I'm actually like that with my comics, and I I kind of yelled at Dale and Josh, both of who have uh, co-hosted on this show, uh, about touching my comic books the wrong way. Well, yeah, there are people that uh, that treat them poorly. I had an Avengers number one, which is a 1960s comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what they call Silver Age, and um, it retailed for twelve cents, I believe, uh, one of those, and I. Uh, when when I was younger, and and a, a friend of my mother's wanted to see it, so I took it out of the bag. And this is you know this comic had been around, right? It's, yeah. it's older, and and I I didn't didn't like the way she handled it. Um, you know, I'm like immediately wanted to get that thing back from her. Yeah, was she bending bending it back upon itself? And... Yeah, just you know, was, was just kind of flipping it too quickly and and things like that. I just didn't like the way she was uh, was handling it. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, there's your uplifting story for the for the evening. Let's go on to uh um talking about the cops helping people. That happens? Sure. Here yeah. in Spring Hill, this is from uh tbo.com. That's uh, Tampa Bay Online. I believe it's News Channel 10 out of Tampa till I lived there at one point. Um Spring Hill, <laughs> a Hernando County Sheriff's deputy is out of the hospital this morning after he was shot entering the home of a suspect Monday night. Suspect Notice what they say here. So this is the first. This is the first thing that uh, people w- are going to read. You know, they, as the the story progresses, they're going to read less and less. The sheriff's SWAT team members uh, returned fire, uh, killed the suspect, whose name wasn't released. Deputy Lance Oregon, um, who entered the home with a SWAT team unit, was shot once and received a non life threatening wound. Said uh, Sergeant Donna Black, the sheriff's office spokes bureaucrat. 
Uh, Oregon was taken to Spring Hill Regional Hospital where he's treated and released. He's 31 years old. He's been a cop since uh, 2002. And I'm going to tell you exactly what this suspect did that these cops were, help- were here to help. Free Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. This is Sacred CAI Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can call in and take control of the airwaves, talk about what you want to talk about. What, uh, what, however, what I teased earlier here in the program was a uh, story about, or excuse me, uh, last segment before we uh, came back from the break there, was a story about uh, the police officers here helping a man. Um, he's dead now, but... Uh, Check out the cam at cam.freetalklive.com, and it's brought to you by memorydealers.com. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBIX, Zenpax, and X2s. Never have heard any of these terms prior Flim-flams, to... Flim-flams, fiddle-faddles, knick-knacks. <laughs> knick-knacks, wazzy-booms. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, if you, you tell we don't know what these things are. An optical transceiver, this is probably the place to get it. I've looked at their prices. They they do seem to be ninety up to 99% off of uh, list price. I don't know what an optical transceiver is. I'm sure that I use one every day through, uh, you know using the internet and buying services from someone else. Right. But as I understand, this is for you know big companies and, and IT guys. But for you folks who don't have an IT, aren't an IT guy and make these big decisions, they also offer great prices and services on used networking equipment such as Cisco routers and switches. And, uh, you know, you can support memory dealers who supports Free Talk Live in that manner. And uh, thanks. Thanks to Roger for that. Uh, great folks over there. So going on with the story here from TBO.com, uh, apparently a, a deputy was shot and he has uh, it's non-life threatening. And they're telling by a suspect is what they're calling him. And I want to re- continue the story. Now, you know that as these stories are read, it's always the, um, you know, the first few articles that, that people the first few paragraphs of an article that people read. That's generally how they go about uh, reading it. Uh, people consume news in that manner. So as the as it goes down here, the facts kind of change a little bit. About 5 p.m. Monday, deputies responded to a house at uh, whatever Joyner Avenue to uh, check on the welfare of a person. When they arrived, no one answered the door. Deputies talked to neighbors who said they hadn't seen the individual in weeks. You know, I had a house in Florida that uh, I had didn't visit for weeks on, on end because right. I, you know, lived part time in New Hampshire, actually the whole the whole time, and rarely went there, and still try, was trying to sell the house at the time. But you know, they could have. This could have happened to me, right? Or, right. Except I wouldn't have been there. Right. I'll, I'll go away at, for lengths of time for work. I mean, it's not that uncommon. Uh, deputies entered the house because they were concerned. Concerned? 
So there's a welfare call, and they don't say how they got that, how that, that came about. Maybe somebody said, you know, I haven't seen from, um, heard anything from this fella, because they don't give his name, um, in weeks. Uh, su- the suspect is what they refer to him as. But did, did they try going and knocking on his door? They did knock on the door, and they got no answer. So they were concerned. They wanted to find out. So they uh, busted the door in or something. They got in the house. They entered the house because they were concerned, and when they entered, someone inside the house shot at them. Well, if I were in my house and somebody busted the door down, I don't know if it's busted. I'm I'm not willing to say that. I'm going to retract that busting. Well, didn't you say it was a SWAT team earlier? I will tell you about the SWAT team in a moment. Okay. We're now starting the story uh, essentially from the very beginning. They they started it from the end with a sheriff's deputy is out of the hospital this morning after he was shot. Right. So now we're getting to the beginning of the story. And the beginning is is there was a welfare call. They decided to enter the house, and upon entering the house, they were shot at. Now, I suspect what you're dealing with is a a person who's, you know, gone a little crazy, right? They haven't been outside in a while, gotten paranoid. They got a gun with them. Um, But, you know, it's it's kind of the self-fulfilling prophecy. You get uh, get paranoid, and then the cops show show up. So what you're paranoid of happens, and you shoot at them. So what you're paranoid of further happens further. You know, it just keeps on right. uh, going on. And I'm well, not saying that this person made the right decisions. However, if somebody's entering your house without your permission, who do you get to shoot in this world? I'm not saying that shooting's a good idea, but it's people that are entering the house that you feel are a threat to you? I'm certainly going to uh, make sure my shotgun's loaded. Yeah, I, I don't th- I don't think that this is a good choice. Um, if the cops enter your home, you should ask them to leave or whatever. Um, but, right. you know, just popping off rounds at them is a, bad, a good way to end up like this fella did. Um, yes, but anyone can yell police, and I have a shiny badge on my chest right now. Yes, you are wearing a shiny badge, as a matter of fact. It, has, it even has a badge number. It's nice of you to, to display one. Mm-hmm. Is is that a significant number or? Um, it's whatever came on the set with the uh, toy gun and the uh, toy nightstick. Gotcha. So, but uh, you know, in this case, you've got a person who's paranoid. It's not against the law to be crazy. Um, no, I mean, I I may be crazy. How do we even know? What what is crazy? It's a uh, minority of one. <laughs> right. So this guy's a little nuts. He probably is feeling threatened. I would assume that when the cops knocked on the door and said police. That he's, you know, thinking, oh boy, they're out to get me. What's I, who knows what he's thinking? Maybe he thinks that the the pr- police are a puppet of uh, evil politicians who wish, wish to rule the world and take away our freedoms. I mean, I I can't imagine what kind of crazy thing this man's thinking, right? And so that he feels threatened by the police coming into the house and decides to pop a couple of rounds off, or at least uh, one round off at them. So um, deputies retreated and asked for assistance from the sheriff's SWAT team. Oh, this is it's 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 a it's a copgasm now. You know, I mean, oh boy, time for the SWAT team. We have to use these special guns and yeah, all this you know, fun they, stuff. They put all this money into the, these toys. They got to be able to use them at some point. Now he's a bad guy. He's shot at police officers. It doesn't matter why. Okay, not this, to them. It doesn't. These these cops could be raping your daughter on the front lawn. All right, <laughs> and if you're shooting at a police officer, that it is a death sentence. Yes. Yeah. Either by the cops when they try to take you into custody or the, or you'll have an unfortunate accident. Yeah. Well, I think the, the raping on the front lawn is probably uh, somewhat hyperbolic, but they could be beating your daughter on the front lawn. And if you shoot at them, you're sure going to die. Yeah, absolutely. 
Deputies retreated and asked for assistance from the SWAT team. The sheriff's negotiator was brought into the scene but failed to make contact with the suspect. No big deal. We know how to take care of this. At 8.45 p.m., the officers shot chemical agents into the home. At 9 p.m., SWAT team members entered the home. The suspect shot at the officers and wounded Oregon. Uh, Black said SWAT team officers returned fire, killing the suspect. Wait, they used chemical agents? Yes. As I recall, chemical agents are classified as a weapon of mass destruction. (laughs) Well, um, I would have liked to have seen the uh, chemical agents be successful in this instance. Apparently, that's not the case. Um, You know, who knows what's going on with this guy, right? But it's his house. People entered his house that he felt threatened, by whom he felt threatened, without his permission. He fired at them. I'm not saying it's a good uh, good tactic or anything like that, but then... No, this... I'm saying you're, it's going to end your chances of uh, achieving liberty in your lifetime pretty shortly. Yeah, yeah, he he did achieve liberty. He is now free from the tyranny of the state. Yes, um, but not in the way he wants. No, <laughs> I don't know what he wanted. He he, he got what his actions would, would, would result in. Oh, but, yes. You know, these welfare checks, how many, these, how many stories are we going to read like this? These welfare checks where people where the cops are sent in to check on somebody who, you know, has a mental health issue going on or whatever, and they kill them. I, I've gotten to the point where you guys start reading a story about a pol- police are performing a welfare check. I say, well, well, here's another dead one. There's another dead one. And, and you know, I, th- this is a welfare check. Why do they call them welfare checks? Why don't they call them instigating crazy people? Yeah, it's pretty much. I mean, they're kind of sticking their nose where it doesn't belong. I mean, not. I don't advocate advocate shooting at cops, but yeah. you know, the the people that would look at this from the other side, they might. What they might say is, look, this guy was bananas, and he had a gun. He might have at some point in the future, and this is all speculation, right? They, they just Pure make, speculation. make these stories up in their mind. He might have, uh, well, gone on a shooting rampage and killed uh, innocent people, not police officers with whom we pay to get to catch bullets, but innocent people. And uh, it was best that it was handled like this. You know, and, and you just don't know. You can't make the judgment before it happens. Uh, the this, this guy could have, his mom might have come and got him some mental health help, and uh, he, he would have been fine in a couple of weeks. We don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Uh, he might have, and this would have been tragic as well. He might have gone further crazy and offed himself with that gun. Yeah. But in that case, at least the the it would have been his own choice. Right. I think that uh, it is your right to end your life. Uh, if you if you if it's your life, you own it, and if you own it, then you should be able to end it. Um, however, it, it being taken from you is the most valuable thing that one can take from you, and that's uh, you know it, it's a, it's a high crime. However, I you know I, I don't have a lot of answers for how this should be ha- this should happen. I just think the cops should stop giving stop helping people in this way. Please stop helping them. Yes, yeah, please don't servant, help me that please way. Please stop helping me. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Free talk live. That's the SACL CAI line.
MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com Live, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI line. You can call in and talk about, well, anything that's on your mind. It's uh, Anything uh, at all? It, anything at all. Can we talk about those photos online about the kittens with the funny little phrases? The LOL cats. Yes. I have gone through those uh, th- hundreds and hundreds of pages of those things. I um, Some of them are um, dumb. Yes. And, and some of them... Are you know the, some of them are real stinkers and others are just so hilarious. There is no fluffy, only Zool. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know they've got this. They've got several memes, uh, what they call memes, mm-hmm. which are sort of uh, ongoing uh, inside jokes or uh, thought processes or yeah. sort of shared by people. I, 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 meme is a difficult thing to <laughs> to sort of uh, kind of like a trope. A trope. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Is it's it? sort of like a meme. I see. Gotcha. Um, so <laughs> they've got uh, ceiling cat and basement cat, and uh, they look down upon you and, and up at you. And, and I don't know. It's just uh, interesting, all the, the, the different things they have And they're there. just so darn cute. Yeah. People love their animals. They've got uh, not only cats and LOL cats, but they've got yeah, LOL dogs. hedgehogs. and. Yeah. Um, uh, there's there's a a bear in a bucket. No, it's a walrus in a bucket. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that just sounds ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. No, that's well, not actually. It's, not like it's a walrus who's lost his bucket. Yeah. So, you know, I find them very entertaining. And the amazing thing is, is that it's free entertainment. You know, you can look online and see what other people have provided. It doesn't you don't have to go to the movie theater and shell out. Well, eight bucks for the ticket and then. Uh, you know the soda. God knows what for popcorn, snacks, and soda. Yeah, yeah. You're at for two people. You're you're at twenty five, thirty dollars. And yeah, if you a, take the family, that's easy. If if you take the family, you've dropped Forget a fifty spot. You can go and see these things. They're 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 very entertaining. I I enjoy them greatly. There's all kinds of stuff out there. Um, I, for instance, there's the people of Walmart. If you're you know more of a a nasty uh, sense of humor. People of Walmart, I think it's called peopleofwalmart.com or something. I like think that. so, yes. God, that's some funny stuff there, people. <laughs> I, it is. Actually, I haven't heard of this. I kind of see the road it's going down yeah. uh, as I, someone who enjoys people watching from time to time. <laughs> you can, because of sort of the nature of Walmart, people will be more apt to be relaxed. Um, also, sometimes you, maybe you're in a costume going to a costume party. Maybe you're weird and you wear a costume on a regular basis. Hey, um, who would do that? Yeah, you, you wear a costume on a regular basis. You got like a cape and stuff. You wouldn't even touch. <laughs> you wouldn't even get the grace the pages of the people of Walmart. I'm afraid. I I've looked for myself. I'm not there. Although I did find a former coworker's automobile. Interesting. It was hmm. painted up like a giant Dr Pepper can. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, it was probably thirty years old as a, as an automobile and. It was in a Walmart parking lot. Hmm. I knew the guy. 
Wonderful. Cool. So if you you know like that, there's that. And there's all kinds of sort of odd pictures on the internet, collections of odd pictures. And then there's freetalklive.com. <laughs> freetalklive.com allows you to, uh, to, to, to post anything you want, including weird pictures, um, right there on the, uh, the website. And so the people can vote it up or vote it down as they, as they wish. And uh, it, it brings stories to us. I'm, uh, several of the stories that I've read this evening have come from freetalklive.com. Uh, but it's it is the, uh, the 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 show about your calls, and we've got Christine on the line. Christine from Colorado. Christine, are Morning. you there? Hi. Yes. Hey. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to make a comment in regard to that Florida case that yes. you were uh, discussing about the deputy being shot and the man was killed during the what they called the wellness check. Yeah. Right. Um, the man's not so. I well. mean, it's really sad. I mean, obviously, the outcome of it is nothing that uh, you know. Uh, majority of us no, people would not want to have happen. But I just wanted to point this out. You know, often um, one of you made a comment. You know, about every time you start to share a story about you know police going to check on someone or something, the outcome is you know uh, really awful. Um, but I would just want to point it out to balance it in this way also. There's no doubt that there is, and I'm not saying that this is an example of it either, but I'm saying there's certainly plenty abundant cases that of uh, abuse and uh, they're using their, their force and their badge right. um, to abuse people. But at the same time, I just wanted to point out in a case like this, I would not at all, I don't know about the outcome or the negotiations. Apparently it was a number of hours. It was until 9 o'clock at night they tried the non-lethal right. you know, approach, and obviously I guess it didn't uh, suffice in, um, in uh, you know, making him uh, unconscious or whatever. I don't know what else could have been done, but in terms of the wellness check itself, I just want to say, you know, that in itself isn't a bad thing when you consider how many stories that we don't hear about is what I'm saying when, quote, wellness or whatever they call it, checks on somebody who people are concerned about. Like in this case, I read that the man had threatened suicide um, because his home was being foreclosed upon. In this Neighbors case? were concerned. And what I'm saying is how many elderly people have fallen down the stairs you are never going to hear about it because sure. we hear about the abuse cases, but they can help. So I don't, I don't really question the idea of the first entry to check on someone. Well, the, um, uh, the, the, the nature of news, right, so the stories that we would see, the nature of news is to report on zebras, not horses, you see. Yeah, if it bleeds, it leads. <laughs> right. Mm. So, um, in, in, you know, that's, that's just kind of the way it is. So when I see welfare check in the news, right, I know right. what to, to expect. But, uh, you know, so, so help me out with this, Christine. Um, you know, you're a liberty, liberty-minded gal. You've called the show before. Um, run for office under the libertarian banner. Is it... A legitimate role of the police to do welfare checks. How can they do them in order to, you know, not yeah. put holes in the people that pay their salaries? Um, That's a great question. It reminds me of a conversation I had a couple months ago with someone where it was actually it just brought to mind what you said, and it, the turnout was good, and they had good intentions. But you know, as they say, the the road to hell is paved with good intentions, and. And how they can intrude upon people's private lives out of their welfare checks. And I had that conversation where ultimately, no, I would not want it to be the police who do that. 
I don't see that just like I see a lot of the things that government at the state or local or federal level certainly um, do are not, should not come under that. And yet in our society, um, as it is, we're not even interconnected enough. And that's really sad commentary so that neighbors would know who this guy is or say, yeah, well, I know who his son is or his brother or whatever. I'm just saying to, to contact instead of having that community. And as we exist, those are the ones people call when you're worried about someone that you don't know. I mean, right. I wouldn't want some old lady knocking on his door. Are you okay? And getting blasted or something. So, yeah, I mean, you raised a now, great question. They, he, he, they, didn't get blast, they didn't get blasted at until well, no, they I know. went I'm in the house. I'm just saying a, a hypothetical. I'm right. saying okay. you wouldn't want, I mean, if you had any question about someone's mental stability, I wouldn't go knock on their door and check on them. But if it was the couple down the street that I know is really fine and I see I haven't seen them in the yard, I give them a car, knock on their door. But right. we need somebody to do that that is prepared to, you know, and what happens thereafter. I, I don't know, you know, I'm not an expert on negotiations with people that are uh, distraught. But, you know, so the outcome I, I don't know about. I don't know enough about it. We were not there. But who else would we call in such a situation where we don't feel capable of handling it, but we legitimately are concerned about someone's well-being? Well, you know, I, I guess in this... Uh you know the the way the, the the crime was committed. They they call him a suspect. The crime was uh, committed when he, uh, according to them, when he shot yeah. at officers, people yeah. that was, by whom he was threatened. Once they yeah. were in his home, at that point it was a it was a welfare check up to that point. Right. And right. so you know what I feel the police did is step outside of the bounds of what uh-huh. they morally should be doing, which is going into homes, checking on people. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they shouldn't go in and check, but I don't think that you need to kill someone, execute someone right. for, uh, for you know def- what they in their crazy mind, uh, think of as defending their home. Right, exactly. In fact, uh, even more specifically, that I don't think any of us would disagree with, and I forget the details. But you, what you just said reminds me of a case. I Actually, I think that uh, I forget actually where it was, but it sticks out in my mind probably a couple of years ago where police were after a suspect in, a, in the middle of a city, and they were running up into someone's apartment to chase somebody. Mm-hmm. And there was a person, elderly person, may have been a woman, who shot at the police officers, and then they shot that person and killed them. I don't remember the details exactly, but it's like jarring this memory. And it was so sad because that person felt someone was intruding into their home. Yep, I, I remember the story. There's a, you're, you're close. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Christine. Uh, Free Talk Live, one 800 25 We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line brought to you by SACL CAI. Give us a call at 800-259-9231. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's what the show's all about. And um, Luther, special messages from the Free State Project. Are you frustrated with the lack of freedom in your life? Yes. Are you tired <laughs> oh. of a, the oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life? Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. If you knew thousands of liberty-loving people were moving to the same place to get active, would you join them? Yes. Yes. 
You can join well, the Free State Project for? at freestateproject.org. <laughs> okay, go there and go there and sign up. Uh, the, the the pledge for free the Free State Project is not not that you you'll move today. The pledge is is that you will move when twenty thousand other liberty loving individuals uh, say that they will move too. You do not have to have your boxes packed. You do not have to have everything planned out in order to to sign the pledge. The pledge is an intention. It is the statement of intent. Uh, yes, you know that we're not going to send anybody out to get you. I know a gal who moved here, um, and she had lived her whole life in the desert and didn't realize that uh, she had allergies and she just couldn't live here. So she moved back to uh, to Arizona. Or oh yeah, it was. it's definitely worth coming and visiting first. You know, yeah. taking a look. Uh, lots of people come almost every week actually, and uh, they'll join us and talk and just hang out. Yeah, get to know their place. Good thing to to check it out and see. Go sign up at uh, freestateproject.org. So, um, we were uh, were we going through a story here, Sean. If I, if I remember correctly, I don't or was it? It was, so. it was Christine Smith. We had uh, Christine, and then uh, I believe you said we had another caller. Yep. Sorry, um, I, I really should just let you run this show. If only there That's was somebody who knew how to do all this stuff. Yeah, that wasn't so stupid that they got themselves arrested <laughs> on a regular basis. Where would we find someone like that? Yeah. yeah. Let's talk to Mike in Missouri. Maybe he's he, maybe he's that man. Mike, are you there? Hello. 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 Oh, and I'm on. Okay. I always get frustrated when the people, you can't get them on in time, and now I'm that guy. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. You? I'm well. Uh, I actually called because I, I listened to your podcast, and I heard, uh, I guess it was a couple days ago, you guys talking about uh, Jesus socialist or volunteerist. Yeah, I think, uh, I think somebody had an email that sort of brought this up, but go on. Yeah, and that guy, man, what a... That guy's something, right? The world's full of them, man. <laughs> I know. And I, well, I was just wanting to say a couple things about that, and then I had a question after that for you. Um, the way I look at it is, is if I had to pick one or the other, Jesus definitely was a voluntarist. Now, you can, you know, you run the gamut on views on Jesus. There's people that believe in him as the Son of God and people that don't. Right. People that just think he was a good man or and other people think he's God. But uh, the way I was looking at it is, it's like you had mentioned, I think it was you and someone else on the show had mentioned before, he actually was killed by the government at that time. Yes. And, and I, you know, your whole show and everything's kind of new to me. It brought out a lot of things I already had been thinking, but I didn't have any way to express them or, or didn't think that other people thought like me, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he actually died in doing civil disobedience, yep, you know, and, yeah. that's, and that's something that I would like to say to, not really to you guys as much as this, maybe these other Christian people that are listening, you, you see what I'm saying? Because yeah, the, it seems the, like it's always one way or the other, it can't be anything in between, and I've always found in life the middle ground is always the best way to go, at least most times. Not, not according to uh, Mr. Miyagi, but... <laughs> yeah, I guess not. <laughs> no, I, I totally see what you're saying, and uh, a lot of the early Christian writings were very subversive of the uh, Roman uh, government. Uh, oh and, yeah, and they, they did it kind of in a very clever, hidden way. You know, that kind of slipped past the Romans who didn't understand the Jewish culture at the time, and I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah. And like, well, well, another thing too, I thought about because uh, I've called a, a couple times before, and I am a recovering Baptist, basically. I mean, I went to Bible college and everything and, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, 
you know, people always say they they want to they want to kind of like claim the Old Testament God say yeah kill the terrorists or whoever the enemy may be and God like sanctions wholesale killing and the Old Testament God did but then they want to turn around on another tale and say but I'm a Christian so you should love your neighbor I mean which one is it Do right, you they- love it, it, it seems like uh, Christians are of this, uh, you know, sort of uh, this fluid, uh, two mind situation where their um, you know, their ambivalence is is kind of odd. You know, one one minute you've got a uh, you know a fearsome uh, God, and the next minute you have a, a loving God, and um, it's it's just it's it's very strange. It's like if you don't fit into our social group, God is fearsome and terrible. Um, if you do fit into it, He's loving, and that's it. It seems to be how they, uh, they they use him in order to uh, you know make people comply. Well, the Bible oh, yeah, is and a, unfortunately, a... they're the ones that pass the judgment. Well, they'll turn right around and say, "Well, God gets the judge, and He'll judge everybody." But then they, sure. in the meantime, will take that seat and say, "But in the meantime, I'm here, and I'm a Christian, so I'm going to judge what's right and wrong," which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's um, really what happened was uh, when Constantine saw that cross in the sky, uh, Christianity changed um, inexorably and uh, it jumped the shark that day, in my yeah. opinion. Um, now, uh, people have done their very best to, to regain it, and that's fine. I'm talking about it sort of as a uh, as a cultural phenomenon, not as an individual relationship with God. But prior yeah, to yeah. Constantine seeing the cross in the sky, when he went out and uh, against all odds conquered his foe in the name of uh, Jesus and then, uh, you know, brought these these symbols of death, the sword and the cross, into Christianity, where they had not ever been before. Previously, right. the ideas of uh, Christianity had been about life, shepherds, sheep, uh, fish. Yeah. Um, all these were, were early symbols of the early church. They had all symbols of, of life. Then they brought in... Uh, you know, with with Constantine brought in symbols of death, and then there's been more uh, and more accepting of other religions along the way that have been added to Christianity. You know, the Christmas tree and uh, December the twenty fifth, and and yeah, which all those were taken from ancient pagan holidays. Right. I mean, in an attempt, see, but you can't convince a fundamentalist person of that, and that's why, like, I mean, even not just calling your show because it's not like I'm some kind of spokesmouth, but I do this in my own personal life. I know a lot of Christians, and I'm around them, and I try to get them to see these things. That hey, it's not everything like you said. You you, you can't. If, if, in other words, to me, if someone takes the Bible and says this is the Word of God and everything, and it's true, I just think, oh, I just mentally shake my head back and forth and go, oh my gosh, and just drop my head like, you really think that? But And on the other token, though, I don't really have a problem with somebody saying they're Christian, but if you're going to be a Christian, do what Christ did. And what he did was he was peaceable. He tried to make change through nonviolence. Mm-hmm. And he all, And another thing I was going to say about the volunteerist thing, a lot of times I use the text in Acts where it says, uh, you know, and everybody gave and everything. everybody had everything in common. And yeah, they did. But that was their free choice to do that. They, nobody made them do that. Absolutely true. I, I just don't understand. And, and, and the other thing about the sword, at one point he tells them to put away the sword, and then he sends them out. He says, hey, I told you before, don't take a purse. Don't take a sword. And I'm telling you now, take your purse. And if you don't have a sword, sell one of your coats and buy a sword. Not to go out and kill people, but for self-defense, for self-preservation, so you can be free and you still protect yourself at the same time. Free talk live. That's, at least that's what I get out of it. 
Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80-plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. It's your show. Call in and talk about anything you want to talk about. Uh, it's this evening. We are Sans Ian. I'm Mark. And Sean. And Luther. And uh, we're, we're doing our best here to sort of make it all happen. Um, there is a little bit of news on uh, Ian's arrest this evening. So if you haven't been listening, our main co-host has uh, gone off to the city council meeting to play the city council drinking game, the very new city council drinking game. And uh, there's actually a story on sentinelsource.com. That's the Keene Sentinel here in um, scenic Keene, New Hampshire. Two free staters. See how they use that term? Were taken into police custody Thursday night when they refused to dispose of what appeared to be alcoholic beverages during a Keene city council meeting. Ian Bernard, who goes by the name Ian Freeman, and Sam Miller, who goes by the name Sam Dodson, were arrested by Keene Police Chief uh, Miola during a recess of the meeting. As the meeting began, approximately, remember, they did not disrupt the meeting. Um, the, 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 the bureaucrats themselves disrupted the meeting. <laughs> These people were just having a beverage. Also arrested was uh, Monica Granger, another free state project. They don't appear member. to have that. But they don't seem to be mentioning that. She's not one of the leaders. Yeah, that's right. Neither is Ian or Sam. <laughs> at the, the meeting began approximately 8 to 10, 10 people sat in the audience, some wielding video cameras. Three to four of the people appeared to be drinking bottled beer, which they'd brought in a small cooler. About eight, uh, ten, time, 10 minutes into the meeting, uh, Mayor Dale Pregent announced that we do not allow alcoholic beverages in council chambers and advised the group that if you do not dispose of the beverages, you will be asked to leave. It is unclear whether any of the people were actually drinking beer, as one pointed out that the words, not a beer, were printed on the labels. But after the group refused to allow a police officer to confirm the beverages were not alcoholic, police cleared the room and arrested the two men. You know, and I just wonder, this is about sort of, uh, picking p- people who uh, stick out in a crowd, uh, the free staters do. They they're obviously there to 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 expose some of the ludicrousness of of all this. But if you really wanted to drink alcohol in the council chambers, it'd be no problem. You just bring in your own Coke bottle with a you know shot of vodka or whiskey or whatever it is that you like in there. Right, uh, rum. Some people like rum in their Coke. Yep. Yep. Put a lime on it. You call it make it a libre. Make make the container inconspicuous, just as they chose to make the container conspicuous. Right. So it's about the conspicuousness of the container. They're they're using brown bottles, mm-hmm. which look beer like, um, labeled not, not a beer. A beer. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking water out of them, which and, is oddly suspicious. I must uh, admit. And and then the beer cuts. They can't stand it. <laughs> no, no, no. So <laughs> they so out. they just knee jerk react. You know, get them out of there. They don't, you know, think about it before they act like that. Yeah. You know, it's just going to make things worse. It I makes mean, you wonder if it's the video cameras that uh, that they that they really object to and that they're they do object to they, video uh, cameras all the time. Well, Cheshire TV was there filming the meetings like they always do, mm-hmm. and when they called a recess to kick them out, they pulled the audio on Cheshire TV's uh, 
uh, equipment, and Lee was very upset about that. You know, he actually left. Uh, he took his equipment and his crew and went went away. You know, he was so pissed off. He was cursing at the mayor, and uh, hmm. it was uh, quite, got quite heated. Well, it it seems to me like uh, the the goals were were met because this increases the intense the intention here is to increase the accessibility of government to the people. Um, you know, that's part of the reason, and it it sounds like that's what's what's happening. So, I, I you know. It, it's funny, and it, it's funny that the bureaucrats overreact. I, 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 yeah, yeah it it's certainly entirely is. predictable. Yeah, it, it's, I wish Ian would uh, would would be here doing his radio show rather than off getting arrested again. Yeah, it, it, I'm, I have really mixed feelings about it. I mean, on the one hand, it's hilarious civil disobedience. <laughs> yeah, it is, and you know, it, I I love mocking people who do stupid things. Right, so. the, the drinking game um, in the Keene City Council drinking game. You you have to take a drink every time they say uh, master plan. Every yeah. time they have a unanimous vote. Uh, every time they do, you know, a, yeah, a, a series they have of people things. raise. Yeah. For call to order, yeah, call to order. Bureaucrat claims to do something as the city of Keene, <laughs> or we, or as some kind of collective. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on the other hand, uh, uh, I don't feel this is the most expedient way to get liberty in my lifetime. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure either. I'm, I'm sure. Well, I feel it's kind of alienates the greater community at whole. Whereas I would rather, you know, bring them into the fold. I think that you know some of that's some of that's being you know definitely being done, and I don't I don't know. I mean, it seems like there is a, a level of alienation going on in the the community. I just did an interview today with with Heike mm-hmm. and some of you know what she's had to deal with by hanging out with uh, Free Staters. She's a local and um, has decided to hang out with with Free Staters, and she's she's received a great deal of flack for it. Yeah, and. Um, you know, her family doesn't. Her family's not speaking to her. Um, yes, you know. Her car was vandalized. Yep, yep. Friends, friends are mad at her. Um, yeah. So that what that says to me is that there's uh, that you know the people that make all the noise. Maybe that's a, a small amount of them. However, what they're doing is they're having an effect on the community uh, as a whole. What will it result in as far as change? I don't know. Right. I would imagine when you're talking about uh, civil disobedience movements in the past, the best ones uh, you know that I can think of for this is uh, what's going on in the, the South uh, with the uh, racial equality movement down in back in the '60s and late '50s. Is I'm sure plenty of people in um, in the communities are like, darn those black people sitting at the the, the soda counter. Oh, yeah. They should know better. They're great. I'm not They're I'm not, not saying you should try to please everybody. Right. Obviously, that's not going to happen. I don't know. It's I'm all I'm saying really is that when whenever I do activism, I'm going to want to try to bring people in. That's just the type of person sure. I am. I agree. You have to, you have to make it uh, you know accessible to all people, and then uh, I think some... the message can be. It, it, it's it's the best message out there. The message of liberty is yeah. is the most accessible to all people. It yeah. just needs to be presented in that fashion. Yes. So anyway, um, that was just your 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 update here on the uh, the 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 nonsense of the the uh, outside the system activism here in Keene. <laughs> all right, from OregonLive.com, another lemonade stand has been shut down by the bureaucrats. Good. They really don't like I mean, those lemonade stands, do they? No. Especially lemonade stands operated by children. We're not talking about the lemonade stands where you go to the fair and you've, you know, you got an adult who will uh, squeeze lemonade right there for you. And, and those things are delicious, by the way. Mm. I've uh, started making my own lemonade, getting the lemons from the store, sweetening with uh, or you know, raw honey. And I really nice. enjoy it. But it's hardly unusual to hear small business owners gripe about licensing requirements or complain that the heavy-handed regulations are driving them into the red. So when... Whatever, county shut down an enterprise last week for operating without a license. It's 
Tacoma County. Without a license, you might sigh and say, oh, there we go again. Except this entrepreneur was a seven-year-old named Julie Murphy. Her business was a lemonade stand at, uh, at the last Thursday's monthly art fair in Northeast Portland. The government regulator, re- regulation she violated, failing to get a $120 temporary restaurant license. She didn't get a temporary restaurant license for her lemonade stand. That's uh, That seems like something that's going to discourage ch- young children from pursuing entrepreneurial uh Opportunities. Who cares as long as we get their money? Yeah. Turns out the kids' lemonade stands, um, those constants of summertime, are supposed to get a permit in Oregon, particularly at big events that happen to be patrolled regularly by county health inspectors. I understand the reason behind what they're doing, and it's a neighborhood event, and they're trying to generate revenue, said John whatever, the environmental health bureaucrat for the uh, whatever county health department. But we still need to put the public's health first, because getting this $120 license is going to put the health uh, the public's health first. Oh, obviously. Oh, sure, absolutely. Uh, I, I know that no kitchen is safe unless you put, pay $120. I, I for ate it. unregulated sandwich the other day and I just about died. Yep. Julie had become enamored of the idea of having a stand after watching an episode of cartoon pig Olivia running one. I know nothing about this. No. Uh, she said her mother, uh, Maria, the two live in Oregon City, but Fife knew her daughter would get a few customers if she set up her stand, would get few customers if she set up her stand at home. Fife had just attended Thursday, last Thursday, along with, uh, that's the last Thursday a month, along with Port Lytton's Northeast Alberta Street for the first time, and she loved the friendly feel and diversity of the grassroots event. She put together uh, the two things together and promised to take her daughter in July. The girl worked on a sign. She colored in the letters, decorating it with a drawing of a person saying, yummy, you know, makes you want to buy lemonade, right? Um, Then with gallons of bottled water and packets of Kool-Aid, she drew up at their last Thursday with a friend and her daughter, and they loaded a wheelbarrow. Loaded in a wheelbarrow, Jolie steered to the corner of Northeast and 26th, settled into a space between a painter and a couple who sold handmade bags. Before the daughter had even finished making the first batch of lemonade, a man had bought a 50-cent cup. Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. It's your show. Uh, I don't know why I gave out that number because, well, it's the last segment. And uh, the chances of you getting in at this point are pretty slim, so I beg your pardon. However, HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. And uh, you, they make it easy. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, you can let the experts at HostGator.com host you. As a matter of fact, when you go there, access it through HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. That way they, uh, they know you came from us. It's HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. Well, we were just uh, reading a story about a little girl who had her uh, lemonade stand shut down by the bureaucrats in in Oregon, and this happens all over the country. But um, I'm not going to be able to get through it. I've got two calls, so we're going to have to take those calls. Uh, That's what the show's about. Uh, But suffice to say, you know, 
Norman, Norman Rockwell's probably rolling over in his grave right now. Yeah, yeah. Likely true. So let's go to Mostly Free. Mostly Free listening in internet land. Hey, guys. How's it going tonight? Good. good. Hey, good to hear. Well, I'm calling with a, um, a little uh, update about uh, my no marriage license wedding. Okay. Um, we had an officiant uh, who was going to marry us. And she's a minister. We're not really religious, but she was going to marry us because she's a family friend. Okay. But her um, ministerial uh, abovers, you know, the uh, the people above her in her church said that she couldn't marry us because we weren't going to get a marriage license and she could lose her ordainment if she did, um, which I thought was completely ludicrous. And I'm sure you guys probably think the same thing. Sure. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't even know... So, that was a thing. But anyway, go on. Yeah, um, apparently it is kind of a big deal, I guess. You'd think they would just, you know, they're all about God, so they figure, you figured that if two people want to marry each other in front of God, that that would be enough for them, but um, they need a uh, seems uh, to be most Christian. It, it. it seems to be most Christians these days uh, consider the government to be their God. Yeah, we, you guys were just discussing that earlier, right? Um, so anyways, I, I found a way to get her to marry us without getting a marriage license. How so? And, um, well, we were up at Porkfest uh, a few weeks ago. We had an awesome time, by the way. That's everybody awesome we brought event. a crew up, and everybody enjoyed it. And uh, we can't wait till next year. And we're coming to be at Live Free or Die Fest too. Oh, great! Um, anyways, we filled out a uh, co- we filled out a common law marriage um, certificate of our own and had it notarized by someone who claimed to be a common law notary. Okay. So we took that certificate and had witnesses sign it, and it was basically just a certificate of marriage between uh, her and I. And um, we mailed that off to a state that has to a town hall. What was that? that Hold on. Repeat what you said. You mailed it off to what? I mailed it off to a state where, uh, to a town hall, a town clerk's office in a state that recognizes common law marriage. Okay. Uh, A town recorder's office will record anything that you send them. They'll take a copy of it and put it in their file and mail you back the original copy. Okay. Now, since we mailed them the marriage certificate and they filed it, and sent it back to our officiant, it's now proof that we're already married. So now when she marries us, she won't be marrying us uh, per se. She'll be doing, uh, she'll be marrying us so we're already married. Yes. So we don't need a marriage license for them to do remarriages. Hmm. So, Interesting. Um, it's just a, a cool way to kind of get around it um, and, you know, tell them you're already married. Yeah, well, it's a, it sounds like a, a good compromise. Uh, it's a way to, to go about uh, without having to, f- to fill out the government's paperwork. Did, you, did it cost you anything to have them record it? Like 11 bucks or something like that. So less than I paid for um, my marriage. <laughs> right. But it's also good for, um, for insurance purposes, too. If, if an insurance company wants proof that you're married, all they have to do is request a copy of the marriage certificate from said uh, town clerk's office. Mm-hmm. And that's... They have it on file, so you're married. There you go. I hear noises yep. in the studio. Um, it looks like is is Ian arrived? Ian's here. Yep. Well, we've got a couple oh, of minutes man. left. Let, let's let's find out what happened. Thank you very much. Mostly free for your uh, for your story. Hey, can't wait to listen to and see what's going on, with Ian. Take yep. care, guys. Yep. What was that? Well, let's uh, let's get him over here because people people are going to want to know what happened. Uh. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely sincerely want to know so. what's going Dale, on. Um, why don't you step up here and uh, t- tell us what, uh, what 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 you experienced in the in the whole event? Well, uh, one thing I, I actually 
showed up afterwards. So okay. I wasn't actually there. I found out that some people got arrested. So I showed up and uh, we paid bail, but not the bail fee because you're not required to pay it. And it got the guy really mad. Yes. But we got Ian out. Gotcha. Ian, step up to a mic. Uh, people want to know this, this, this story. Did you say hold on? Ian said hold on. <laughs> hey! Well, tell us what Howdy. happened. You got five minutes. Go. Oh, well, L- Luther was there. You didn't tell the story already? I, I told my perspective of the story. Right. We well, want to know what happened after that, because I didn't follow you guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, at the end, you've got five minutes, dude. You can't at, do the... It's, it's not an hour. Where do you the, want me to pick it up? I mean... When they took you away. Okay, so they took us uh, back to KPD, and the usual uh, situation happens. They unhook your... Uh, they take your cuffs off, and then uh, they you know, they start shuffling their, their paperwork around, and... Uh, you know, do you want the services of a bail commissioner? And well, are you saying I'm going to go to jail if you don't bring him out here? So, okay, I'll sign that under duress. And I signed the, that paper under duress. And the guy came out and he said, it was $500. Was happy to see you. It was $500. It was a different guy this time. Not, uh, he, he had the perma frown, you know, like the, the lines in his face where you can tell right, he's just down been, his chin. Yeah, he's just been angry his whole life or, or mad or frowning a or lot. At least enough of it to, get, to give him uh, wrinkles, right? But he wasn't as nasty as the last uh, bail commissioner. Uh, the last guy wanted me to like answer where I used to work and stuff like that. And I told him, look, I'm not going to give you that info. This guy didn't ask any of that stuff. I gave okay. him basic you know, name and address info. Um, so he wanted $500 cash bail and I said, well, I don't have it. And there was maybe 10 people out the back door of the police station and I talked to them and I said, look, I'm not going to ask anybody to do this. Dale stepped up. He decided he wanted to do it anyway. And so thanks to Dale, I'm out. There you go. So, and, um, uh, oh yeah, arraignments on Monday morning. So I guess Sam, you're on Monday morning too, right, Sam? No, I don't know. For me it is. I'm going on Monday morning, which means, I don't know, I might not come back. So this is uh, disorderly conduct for having essentially a brown glass bottle with with water in it, right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Step brown, up here, Sam. Brown... If you want to talk, you can talk, but you, <laughs> it have, was... you have to have a microphone. That in is front correct. Of you. It was a a brown glass bottle, and uh, there was water in it. But really, what it was was the disorderly uh, part. You know, they always call it that when you don't do what they say. Right. But the reason they were saying these things in the first place was because they interrupted their own meeting. At one point, the city manager leans over to the uh, the mayor, and he he whispers something to him. And this is in their meeting. I'm fat and kind of mean. And uh, so he whispers something to him, and then that's when the mayor decides, or, or whatever, that's what they call him, right? Uh, that's when he decides to uh, interrupt his own meeting, even though everything was fine. We were just sitting there. We weren't making any noise or anything like that. And he interrupts his own meeting to make an issue of the fact that people are drinking out of containers or beer bottles or something like that and just the way he was speaking was very robotic it was just ludicrous the whole thing yeah he was shouting that uh, apparently alcoholic beverages are not allowed in the city council meetings and we're like well who is he talking to so it's just silence we're sitting there eventually i asked i said well do you see anyone with alcoholic beverages no answer so and and Ken Miola, the the keen police chief who takes orders directly from John, came over and looked at one of the bottles, saw that it was water in there, and that bottle was okay. 
The other bottles where people actually upheld their Fourth Amendment right and refused to allow them to search it. Yeah, this is how those I, people were arrested. This is how I can't imagine they can get you for disorderly conduct. I mean, this is just well, no, absolutely ludicrous. We were arrested because the, the because we wouldn't hand over so consent to a search. Right. Because we wouldn't consent to a search, the the police chief uh, ordered us to leave. Okay. The mayor ordered us to leave, and the police chief then upheld his order. And because we wouldn't leave, because I said, "Look, this is a public meeting. I would like to be here to watch this meeting." Uh, that. That's why I was arrested. And did you tell them about uh, once they got all the press cleared out and all the cameras out of the room? No. So uh, Big John McClain comes over once they've got in handcuffs, and he he walks up and he says, you know, boys, you can always come talk to me. What's that mean? (laughs) I don't know. You know, boys, you can always come talk to me. I'm always available. That's all he said. I'm always available for you. I'm like, oh, you're like the big godfather, the big gangster coming over and saying, hey, hey. Like, what was that going to We can do? make things a lot easier for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, what were we going to talk to him about? What, what, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. This is such a, it's all so strange, right? It, it's no, like a, it's not strange. It's a strange it's, trick It's a to cowardly organization. I'm it's just, a what? It's a cowardly organization. They're not addressing the real issue. Their failure and complete inability to lawfully enforce the open container ordinance that these people have ordered their mercenaries to go out and enforce. And instead, they're just going to play little parlor tricks in order to uh, skirt that and use their standard catch-all disorderly conduct. Yeah, I just I, I can't see how they're going to pull this off. Asking somebody to leave a uh, uh, you know the, the the town meeting that you guys didn't do anything to uh, disrupt it. No, it, it's just all very and hopefully very, there's video uh, footage of this as well because it was on tele- it was on live television. So I'm hoping that's uh, going to be available because they interrupted their own meeting. Tonight. Well, they have their own security cameras too. Free talk live. 800-259. What, what am I giving the number for? Goodbye. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.